1: everybody hello every disaster diva out there this is the disaster girls podcast and i'm your co-host jordan cruciola and it's me amanda smith and we like today today is daddy issues the movie on disaster girls Oh my girls. god i mm-hmm. was watching this alongside a friend mm-hmm. and i was like i think me and amanda are gonna rip this apart like really not the whole thing but like the daddy issues well yeah every time dad came up I was like this is just getting unconscionable like yeah. this is like classic like you, parents dead parents as motivation for disaster movie classic
0: I- um, iconic trope yes
1: yeah iconic trope starting with like they start with like we have the little boy and like mom is Anne Heche but dad is like we only ever see like a quarter of his face he's just like persists in mystery and he's like telling the kid like they live in you know some tornado alley in texas and you know he's sitting out talking about storms with him you can see the stars in little boy's eyes about his cool dad and his dad's and he's in his dad's a storm chaser and little kids like do you ever get scared? And he's like, if you do what you love, there's no reason to be, like, never reason to be afraid. It's like, that's untrue. That's That's not
0: true at all. No, I... That's completely not true. I don't I didn't even do a dangerous thing. Like, I didn't even work in geology. I just did geology for fun, and there were times where I was like, I've made poor decisions, and this is how I die. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I... You should, you can and should get scared,
1: sir. Yeah, you can. It is, in fact, like, a thing that our body does to protect us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Actually, so we're... there was actually as, as there was always I have an anecdote about that which is that when I went first went on Cymbalta back in uh like right this so it would have been like two thousand and twelve and it was one of those things where I started feeling so good that I realized that I I was like, I'm not afraid I don't have the anxiety to do things now so like my friends went on a skiing trip and I was like I've never skied before, but yeah, I'll go skiing and so all of a sudden I'm like <laughs> Skiing down mountains and I am not equipped to be doing it. And I wound up like on my stomach, sliding down the slope, on my stomach, facing up the mountain. So feet first, wow. like a penguin, yeah. lose a ski, I'm halfway, I, I slid at least 50 feet. This is also how I wound up breaking my wrist because that makes that, sense not during the skiing but because a few oh. weeks later our friend Sarah was like hey Amanda we're going disco roller skating do you want to disco roller skate and wow, I was like "Wow,
1: you picked two really hard activities in a row to say yes well, it's, to." well
0: it was not like we were going to roller skate while discoing it was like oh there's disco music and it's like yeah. fun sexy and I was like well I haven't roller skated since I was 13 and the last time that I roller skated I broke my wrist But that can't happen twice because apparently I decided that it was like popping your cherry. And like once your hymen's broken, you can't do it again. Same thing with wrists and roller skating. Immediately within 30 seconds broke my wrist. And that's when I realized I didn't have – there's good anxiety and there's bad anxiety. (laughs) Bad anxiety. (laughs) The bad anxiety is the one that would tell me like – if you take your dog with you on this road trip, your dog is going to die because you're going to get a car accident. That's yeah. bad anxiety. The yeah. The good anxiety is the stuff that tells you, like, you know, Amanda, you haven't roller skated mm-hmm. ev- really ever. And Maybe- roller skating
1: exponentially harder than rollerblading. Roller yeah, skating, and that's that was how I broke my wrist the last time
0: was rollerblading. I'd never actually roller skated, let alone roller skated since my center of gravity had dramatically been redistributed into yeah. the front and back in weird places. Sure. Like, who knows where the fuck my center of gravity is now? I've got NAS and I've got boobs. It's completely <laughs> who all over place. Who knows? It's like it's just chaos. And so yeah, I was like, oh wait, I see now there's good anxiety that protects you from dying. Mm-hmm,
1: and then mm-hmm. there's the
0: bad anxiety that needs to be medicated. And so I had to bring and so I had to like bring back the good anxiety essentially yeah. to like have survival skills again. Cause I was like I, I've already broken a wrist. Uh, the fact that I didn't end up wrapped around a tree while while skiing is shocking. So in sum, yeah. no, you are very wrong. You need to have that. you need to have the anxiety. Yeah,
1: as somebody who is athletic, I won't ski. That's absolutely too fucking dangerous. No. Yeah. No. no. I won't I, even I I will I will go to your roller skating birthday and like walk along the wall and hold on to it the entire time. I am afraid of roller skates because yeah. I only get one set of ligaments in my knees. Yeah, and I'm not a kid anymore, so I'm I'm not here to tear an ACL trying to stand up on roller skates. All will rollerblade, but yeah. I even, so this guy I didn't even get to the
0: roller rink. I didn't even get to the floor.
1: I can't blame that, you. It's so I, hard.
0: I broke my wrist transitioning from the ramp to the floor. Wow. That's how bad it. That's how that's. This how, is such
1: a perfect antidote for what you're trying to describe here.
0: Yeah. So good just anxiety and bad anxiety. Yeah. So in so so you know, Bill. Maybe you should be feeling afraid when, and as we learn, it's to his detriment because he yeah. dies. Yeah. That he doesn't. It's just like that's what I was trying to avoid, Bill. Yeah.
1: And then had some. Yeah. His little son grows up to be American Will Poulter,
0: and is a obs- like giant. Yeah. Giant. Like what a behemoth of a child that kid is,
1: and he's it proceeds to be like irritatingly obsessed with the legacy of his father throughout the entire movie and like in that way that's like mom gave up everything to be his mom and he has not one shred of gratitude for her because she's not his dad because his dad can persist in his mind as a myth and a perfect figure. And mom, who had to start, like, working a maid service to make money after dad died. And he didn't have to. He had multiple people screaming at him through, like, the radio the day of the epic storm. And, were like, turn back. Including, Take this other road. Take including the other Quinn, road. his
0: wife. Who yeah. was the, because he's not, he, he never went to college. He never studied. He just, you know. This is a real Bill. Instinct. This is a real Bill and Joe dynamic. That's the thing. So within seconds yep. of watching this movie, I was like, "Is this? Is this actually a Twister sequel?" And yeah, I, the way I'm like, there is a. He, it's not not a Twister. sequel. No, it's not
1: not. It's like not to, not, to the it's point not where not a
0: reboot of Twister. Uh, well, this felt more similar to a Twister sequel than I think that the Twister reboot is going to feel. Oh, I think to you're the Twister. Right. Yeah. Like, this one, the fact that, look, the dad was named Bill.
1: Yeah, and it, the, he as, kept, and it, like, when they put, you notice when he starts Googling I, he for dad.
0: Googles his dad Bill obsessively. Bill
1: Paxton auto-completes into the, like, clearly. Yeah.
0: They knew what they were doing. They knew, oh, yeah. they knew, they knew exactly what comparisons were going to be made. And they knew that they were, but yeah, so the dad, I mean, 100%. And the, even, like, having Anne Heche, 90s disaster queen. Oh, yeah. It, playing a very dry like she is dark side joe yeah in this movie. she's she's and they joe
1: did, if if she if, if things
0: just went a little tough yeah she's joe if if bill if she and bill reunited and then bill died in a tornado like right and because because uh, Bill had to be
1: the fucking extreme, exactly. even though Joe is really the extreme. Joe's the but real he's extreme. he's getting long in the tooth, and decides he's fucking invincible, and just keeps making stupid ass decisions, and gets himself killed.
0: Yep, that's exactly. I mean, that's the thing. That's a hundred percent where we could see have seen. I, I would not be shocked if we find out in the Twister sequel that yes, or the you know the new one that yeah. yes. Bill died 15 years ago chasing doing what he loves. Doing what he loved. Yeah. And and like much like Joe, Quinn is at uh, Oklahoma University. So yes. Quinn is the Quinn is actually the the scientist and the one who has the professional job and then Bill has his like I'm going to get into tornadoes from the outside and I'm going to yeah. hear their heartbeat. And yeah. He's the one who's the quote-unquote genius
1: yeah he's the he's the like we can't stop hearing this whole movie about like what a fucking genius and a legend bill is from from his son from anybody who Mm -hmm. met him for and it was just like all these people who knew bill as a storm chaser who had absolutely nothing to do with the things he needed to be responsible and accountable for in his life yeah outside of storm chasing all those people thought bill was a great time this is like when my dad uh, went to rehab in high school, and I was, like, telling people that my dad is an addict, and that he was in rehab now, and everybody was like, John? John Cruciola? They just love John Cruciola. John Cruciola's the guy who'll talk your ear off for a half an hour in the store. John Cruciola, you can't get away from him. If you're at the meat counter, and he knows you, like, asked a ton of questions, super interested, like, fun guy, really, like, enjoyable to talk to, all those people are like, no, John's a great guy. It's like, you don't live with him, you don't, you don't know anything about, like, what he's actually personally accountable for. But, like, I see where you're coming from. But I'm glad all of you think you can tell me that my dad couldn't possibly be a drug addict. Because he's just such a good guy. So, like, go fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourselves, everyone, in this movie. And his son, at one point, the most, like, this movie, I was like, I, we are seeing the writer-director work some stuff out. When, yeah. like, the boy is sitting in, like, his dad's old truck. And he's holding onto the steering wheel and he's like... My dad's hands were so big. I used to just stare at them while we drove, and that's like—that's when I learned what a real man was. Like, do you think my hands will ever be that big? And thankfully, Skeet Ulrich's character is like, not sure that's what makes a man. Like, yeah. Thankfully, somebody says to him, "I don't think having gigantic meat hooks is what makes <laughs> you a man." You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Like, what's your like? I get you grew up with a single mom. So, like, your dad is just this fantasy in your mind, but truly, has she said nothing about, like, the qualities you should aspire to besides large hands that make you a good man? Because let me tell you something, your dad might have been a good man when he was alive, but he risked leaving his, abandoning his family, his wife and son, because he couldn't turn back chasing a single fucking tornado. So maybe your dad failed a little bit in the man department, little boy.
0: Yeah, I mean it's so I actually cause I, I got super curious about this movie um, because it's like it's better. So one thing that is really it looks interesting nice. about this. it's a beautifully shot movie. This movie, that's the nice. thing.
1: W- watch this movie to just enjoy yeah. the beautifully framed shots of nature.
0: Yeah, no, the like <laughs> it is,
1: is gorgeous. Directed
0: points. so much better than uh, this movie needs to be. I was fat. I was like, I need to know about this director because he's yeah. He is making, this is the, like, I kept just throughout this movie, which I, the kid annoyed me, but in the way that the kids always, like, that these totally. that this trope always he was annoys not me.
1: Not more annoying than an that's annoying the thing. Disaster kid, dad, like the precocious daddy issues thing on us. Yeah, phone would always be like, this is such man pain. I'm nauseous. It wasn't. But you're yeah, it's completely right.
0: You're yeah. Right. It's it's it, there was nothing about this that was particularly egregious in that way. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, this is what. Okay, I see what we're slotting in here. I get where we're yeah. going. Like it was very much that level. But the movie itself as I'm watching, I'm like, is this the indie prestige sequel to twister because that's what it truly is a very
1: fair framing yes yeah
0: it feels like like the pacing of it the the way it's shot everything about it all the choices is are it's an indie it's indie twister
1: with the like hey guess what we love john williams score
0: Oh my god, like, the score Was this
1: ET, Amanda? I was like there were sweeping score. The score has, like, The, the score was extremely drama aggressive of a
0: Spielberg agony movie. Yeah, I, as soon as the when the opening music and with the clouds and we're just seeing pl- like fluffy clouds and it's just straight up jaws. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and like it was straight up the jaws. Like
1: doing it's like get, it's try, it's going for it's emotional equivalent of Da, 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 yeah. da. Like, it wants you to have that feeling when you're watching this movie.
0: Yeah, the, the music, the soundtrack is, or the, the score is very aggressively loud and very, they're like... The drums and horn use is exactly from Twister. Like it's it, it, so it's, sentimental. It's one to one Twister, which is yes. again like not bad because no. I just kind of you're just it's one things where like your brain just automatically is like oh right this is the tornado chasing music is yeah. like the, so yeah this was this was extremely for and this was his first his this was, I think his first feature mm. he co wrote it he does talk about the fact that like he is working out some issues. <laughs> The hands monologue was direct. He's like, I that was me thinking about how big my dad's hands are and like how when I was a kid his hands always looked huge and I always just thought it's like that were like, they
1: or were you four?
0: Right. Well, I mean that's the thing. It's like when yeah. you go back to your childhood, like a, when I like when you go back to a place you went in your childhood and you're like, Oh wait, this is actually much smaller than I recall. <laughs> um, or like when I think of camp counselors and realize that they were eighteen and I just yeah. thought they were all adults. I can't believe we were put in Can the dress at like sleepaway camps and stuff. Unbelievable. Uh, they were authority figures.
1: I'm, like, one of the few teens who should have been allowed to do that, and I didn't yeah. do that. And no. then every other teen?
0: Wow. Absolutely should not. And, like, the sleepaway camp I went to when I was, uh, like, the the all-girls one I went to for eight weeks, that one was staffed predominantly by Australians. And I just feel like Australian, like, no offense to our Australian listenership, no. but I do feel like 18 to 22-year-old Australians are... A particular level of like maybe shouldn't be a little more feral. I think
1: <laughs> beautiful because, feral like, yeah, because <laughs> young they well, they've just
0: they've survived so much already by being like, they've, <laughs> when they've survived spiders the size kangaroos, of kangaroos, yeah, spiders, fifty million kangaroos. <laughs> if you've 50 survived million. fifty million
1: kangaroos. Now I forget when when you when you found out about the kangaroo density of Australia. How many? I'm assuming you looked up how many people live in Australia.
0: Yeah, I forgot that. I remember that. Is it more
1: or less than the
0: kangaroos? Um, I think it's more. Which like is yeah. The thing about that, yeah, it looks like there's I think 25, almost 26 million in Oceania. So wow, that includes Tasmania. So yes, they are outnumbered. And, like, on the one hand... So, yes, they are out in them. Well, the people mostly only live along the rim. Right, um, and then the rest of it is just kangaroos. The
1: kangaroos, they live everywhere. They're everywhere.
0: Yeah. I I even try to, like, rationalize it with, like, okay, well, you know, there's a lot of cows. Like, it's like having a lot of cows. I was like, no. Yeah. It just... Cows can't box you. <laughs> cows can't box you. And also, like, I think cows there's the aspect... visible pecs. Cow, cows are not yoked. Yeah. Cows have never tried to pick a fight with a door, which, like, you can find, like, of just glass doors where the kangaroo was just squaring up.
1: No, they've never, yeah, they've never squared up and tried to challenge you to a duel.
0: Yeah, and I just, I feel like also, like, because kangaroos are in zoos, I guess I kind of thought there were fewer of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't
0: make sense, because you can find, like, deer creatures, things in the deer family. There's gotta be tons of deer, but, like... I just didn't think of it in that same way because, you know, you don't see cows in zoos. So, of course, there'd be lots of cows because they're not yeah. in zoos. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we're not preserving them.
0: No, but kangaroos, man, 50 million, it's too many. Anyway, <laughs> so the point being, yeah, they're like, I can't believe that 18-year-olds are allowed to to have adult jobs. But, no. uh, but yeah, so going back to, so the, the yeah, he, he, this is his first, the director, this is his first movie and yes he was working out um i think he had said like i think his mom had died and mm-hmm. so he was working through like and he was playing putting that in and threading that through so clearly working through some stuff but unbelievably beautiful yeah. disaster movie this
1: is like, like that we should get fucking three to five of these a year man. Yeah, every studio should just be putting out one of these a year give it the, well, give it some nice cash make it and- look nice and give us disaster movies
0: the thing that's really impressive is it's very clearly, so this is obviously, this is by, um, produced and distributed by the Saban Company. This is yeah. one of those, like, as as we could, you were kind of tipped off by Alec Baldwin's presence. Mm. This is one of those super, super, super low budget, fly by night, th- along the line, like the way that Bruce Willis has been, pl- maybe not the most ethical set conditions where, like how yeah. Bruce Willis has been getting signed on to these really shitty Action movies, or mm-hmm. like the rust situation, like this—it's in that genre where it's these ultra low budget, make them super fast and cheap and dirty, distribute it just to have something. Mm-hmm. But this is so much better with that like in mind. This is just so much better than I was expecting. And I don't know, Jordan. I mean, you—I feel like you've probably watched a lot of those. Oh yeah, yeah. Those kind of the 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 new kind of phase of action movie that's been coming out in the last five to seven years of these sort of rushed it. Not a DTV, like a step above, but not actually.
1: They, yeah, the, I, the article did a Virtual Vulture did an article yeah. on them, like the sort of the ones that incorporate like a legacy star, the geezer teaser.
0: Yeah, that's how I learned about them was from the Vulture article. So with that mm. in mind, like, is this having? Because I've never watched any of those. Is this on par with that kind of quality? Or? This looks really nice. This okay, movie that's looks what I was really nice.
1: Um, and obviously, like. It, with the with the act with the action stuff like the sequences the action sequences the gunplay the choreo and things like that mm-hmm. like you can start to see the scenes a little bit with things that are really intricately shot that like require like combat and things this is like the, like the, a lot of post is done in this obviously for the vfx this most of this was
0: looks... practical jordan what? a lot of this was practical cuz yeah, like the, talks- store- the, the 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 nature itself i assumed is practical
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and then like, but think about so a lot of the tornado sequences, we don't see the tornado or anything. Yeah. So like, there's the first sequence when they're all trapped in the car. Mm-hmm. Y- that's practical, uh-huh. and you and it's and it's tense. Yeah, it's like you a hailstorm in there. It's a hailstorm, and the and then there's like also a tornado. Like it starts to sh- the van starts to shake. Mm-hmm. They they talk about having like big fans set up to have the wind right there on them. Like they they I think they shot around the need for tornadoes other than the one where uh, a
1: gripe I would have with this movie as a disaster movie is it it is it's not like the disaster density of something that's really like well we're just gonna pay for a bunch we're gonna pay for a fire twister we're gonna just pay to have this fire twister all around so like it really like the disasters besides the cold open they don't really get going again until like an hour into this movie and they they what what happens looks good but it is, like you said, indie prestige version where this is like this is about a boy and his father and like a woman doing her best.
0: Yeah. And honestly, yeah. Skeet
1: Ulrich was perfect in his as Uncle Roy. Love The kind of dirtbag su-
0: pseudoscience guy.
1: All, all all, in favor of that.
0: Yeah. Skeet Ulrich brought exactly <clears throat> what he like. I'm going to spoiler. I'm going to be recasting him. Uh, sorry, Fair. Skeet. But he, for the level that it was at, like, he pro- he brought exactly what he needed to. It's just that there's something, there was, like, one thing missing. But it was, yes, Ulrich doing just fine, shows up, why not? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was, and then just kind of, like, rolls around It is sort of a, amorphously paternal. Yeah, amorphously paternal is yeah.
1: absolutely what he is.
0: Yeah, and, but in terms of the, you're right, like, you're right, there, the density of, of disaster is slow in the lead, and then once it, I found when it kicked up, once we uh-huh. started to really get into it, that it was really affecting. The whole sequence of him and uh, William, the, the boy, at one point gets like, because he's a disaster child, he doesn't listen to instructions very well. Yep. So... Despite being told stay close to the van every you know we ha- when we have to go we have to go he wanders off multiple times just leading, wanders just, just wanders into the into the middle distance yeah and and both times resulting in bad things happening yeah like the first time that he wanders off he gets left behind the second time that he wanders off well you know he almost walks directly up to a tornado just good stuff <laughs> yeah good he's stuff. he's
1: wearing his like He's got his backpack up against the front of his chest, wearing his tornado heartbeat machine, and is just, like, walking up to a big fucking twister, like, the main event twister in the movie. And it's like, listen, okay, radio, like, fuck off. Like, just the, the, again, not, not out of the range of a disaster movie child, but those, like, things that, like, put other people in danger with, like, the wide-eyed whimsy sort of shit... Like, when he's first in the truck with Uncle Roy, Skeet, and, what is it, Zane? Zane. Zane. Zane, Zane Alec, Baldwin's Alec character? Yeah. They're, they're storm chasers, and, like, like with tourists kind of thing. He ends up in a, like, truck with them, and he, like, wants to see the cloud formation of the supercell, so he, like, dives up to the front of the truck and, like, puts his face up at the, the, the windshield, and it, like, causes Skeet Ulrich to, like, have to swerve the car and get it back on track. It's like, can you fucking sit back? like yeah. can you not endanger everyone in this vehicle with your single-minded enchantment about the life your father led like get the fuck i wanted to punch him in the nose
0: yeah when zane that's compared a kid it that's to, gonna get yeah. people
1: fucking hurt
0: yeah and he and he does and he, he does and zane dies be like zane <laughs> sucks Yeah, but zane also dies because of him like that's yes. just facts
1: no, Zane dies because of him. Yeah, uh, a preventable death. At a certain point, Zane just chooses to stare down the tornado instead of running back to the car. Right, giving us a great man v disaster moment of Alec Baldwin just screaming at a tornado while lightning claps behind him, and then he gets sucked into the funnel. Great stuff. Yeah, like if <laughs> if Alec Baldwin could die dramatically and just like like that in his geezer teaser career all of the time, I, he should. Yeah. That is swept up by a tornado. Like final destination Two, log truck goes and breaks open. He gets impaled by a, by a tree. Like just crazy fucking shit.
0: I mean, I do feel like Alex. Piano falling a, on him. Like. I feel like, oh my God, just a giant Acme safe.
1: <laughs> exactly. And yeah. he, he pops out from the inside and he's
0: dead. <laughs> With the piano that opens up and then he's got the teeth. Yeah, his yes. keys, <laughs> teeth are <or> keys. <laughs> I do feel like he might be our senior Ansel and Miles.
1: Yeah, I would happily. I would happily I mean, cast Alec Baldwin to eat shit in Cold Opens.
0: Yeah, I do feel kind of like that's that's a he's a kindred spirit in that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to to Miles Teller and Ansel Elgort as our as our constant foils. <laughs> yeah, I when when Zane, you know, Zane is one of those worst guy you know makes a great point situations. Yeah, yes. Completely. Zane at one point is like it's like having a puppy and yeah. he's not wrong. Yeah because he's also not, puppies. This kid is not
1: house trained. And it's no. not for lack of trying, it seems like on the part of his mom.
0: No, his mom has been working very hard to make like to just keep this kid alive and yeah. it, like that's probably honestly, she probably didn't like she probably got she she didn't quit her job at OU because of like the husband dying. She definitely had to quit this job because her son needs to be kept on a child leash at all times.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he needs like a more literal, supervision physical. than her grant-funded position at OU could allow.
0: Yeah, there's just no no world in which um, this kid who like when we meet him as an adult or as a teen he gets in trouble at school and then promptly pops out the window, climbs up on the roof during a storm to listen with his head. Like this is yeah. this child is the the son of the extreme for sure in the sense yes. of, oh you're making some choices, kid, um, yeah, and those aren't good. But yeah, when he when that kid when William gets ditched. At the gas station. So, yeah. like, it's, uh, you know, he, he has been told not to leave the car, and yet he leaves the car, wanders leaves into the, the gas car. station, takes a good long time buying popcorn. And yeah. there is a big supercell, so he gets left behind, and he ends up stuck riding out this tornado in a phone booth.
1: When he gets in that and is like, this is shelter, I was like, kid, you do know a lot about this stuff. And you just went into a glass tube, yeah, for your shelter. Tube, like, what? How do you think this is? You're gonna walk out, cut to fucking ribbons, man.
0: Yeah. What are you doing in there? Yeah. It's it was not not a great choice. Great sequence, not a good choice. Yeah. That was yeah a perfect shitty choice for this kid. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, the fact that like he doesn't hear the horn going. Be- and then, like he goes outside, and he doesn't really yeah. pick up on the fact that, like, that's one of those little, you know, when moments of incontinuity where, you're yeah, like, this keeping up with the continuity should. errors, yeah, well, like, in, like the logic of the movie where it's like this kid should be able to look at this guy, but I will say that moment when. He takes the handful of popcorn and it's uh-huh. very twister. Oh, that was great stuff! Wasn't that cool? He takes the handful of popcorn and he drops it like in twister, like yeah, Building like about Extreme like level does, with his head, like to see looks like where a the pie. wind is going, and then it just goes up into the sky. That was and that was outstanding. That my-
1: disaster movie qualities right there. That's. Amazing.
0: That might be one of my favorite visuals in a disaster movie at this point. No, that was I was like, I
1: was like, oh, oh, that was a good idea. That like, whoever thought of that? If that was you, writer director, you nailed it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing is that I think this movie, for better or for like, it has its flaws, but man, this is a movie that gets on a fundamental level the disaster like what. A disaster movie should feel like
1: this movie feels like it. Lo- this movie feels like the guy loves disaster movies.
0: Yeah, I, I, I could definitely have seen this being like, I'm gonna fanfic write like as as I would like, I would have done it. I would have done this too. Of like, I'm gonna fanfic write my version of a Twister sequel about Joe totally. and Bill's kid, and this is and Bill's dead and like very much. That's a hundred percent what this could be, and yeah, you don't. There's no sense watching this movie, and you can kind of, sometimes with these movies. I mean, that's, I think, the thing that sets us apart from, like, all of the DTV ones we've watched, where mm-hmm. a lot of them feel like fly-by-night. of just like, let's just throw something... It basically feel AI-generated. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, these are hitting the marks. They're not always... There's no... No one's putting an extra level into this. This is one of the few times we've watched a movie where it feels like somebody making it really enjoys the genre. Yeah, yeah. And that's really cool. Like, it's really nice to see. And I, I wonder... I do wonder if... Because, like, particularly millennials, because he... Yeah. I, again, looked up the director. He graduated in 2011 from USC. So, like, he's oh, okay. in our wow. cohort. Yeah. so this, uh, Which is why it's like this. This is his first movie. So he's in our cohort. And I do kind of, I wonder and kind of hope yeah. with the way that m- the millennial generation really had that resurgence of disaster movies. Totally. And maybe we're going to start getting this. Maybe we're going to start getting people who grew up and are like, yeah, I fucking love Dante's Peak. I want to make <laughs> yeah. it Dante's Peak. Like, maybe we're going to get that now. Because this movie certainly did it. Yeah, no, I like.
1: Listen, if fucking horror dudes can be out here naming every character strode, then yes, yes. let's have a disaster resurgence by the kids raised on the '90s explosion of disaster movies, '90s aughts, like we were. Who are like, you know who? I'm gonna shout out Bill the Extreme. Yeah, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna, I'm gonna reference the beautiful steak lunch. In Twister, I am going to bring, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to somehow include Tommy Lee Jones as an emergency services specialist in some movie
0: somewhere. Like,
1: that's the illusions I want.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is, this, I I love the fact that, like, this could be, that the 90s could become esteemed canon to our generation <laughs> yeah. of disaster movie makers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hell yeah, let's do this. So I mean I think that that aspect of it definitely endeared like that combined with the fact that it looked good I was like man you know what this might be the best movie ever made and then I was like yeah let's let's pull back a little man on that one <laughs> but I did like but it does genuinely I I was I was so consistently surprised and I mean yeah I was surprised throughout surprised yeah. throughout yeah and then like we aren't even getting so basically. William ends up running away. He his mom has relocated them to Florida. He ends up running away back to kind of Tornado Alley, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. amorphously somewhere cuz Roy sent yeah, him like his dad's ish. Yeah, like Tornado Alley just broadly. And cuz Roy sent him his dad's old journal which uh, uh, Roy, what were you thinking? Yeah, honestly
1: um, Roy, like I knew I shouldn't have put a return address on there. It's like if you knew, then why'd you do it, Roy? Yeah,
0: Roy maybe maybe think twice. But I guess yeah, you don't have... Yeah, maybe think, Roy. I guess you don't have a ton of, like, one of the advantages for being a storm chaser, like, a trait that would be an advantage if you're a storm chaser, is maybe not thinking particularly far ahead. So, you know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or, like, good for... Like, Roy, you made a choice. But, <clears throat> so obviously, that's where William ends up. So, meanwhile, Quinn is... Quinn, his mother... Is back in Florida, finding realizing that her son has run away. Yeah. Um, and she ends up partnered with the girl that his that her son has a crush on.
1: Yeah. Which, Which there's a weird moment in this movie when, like, he's, like, been hanging out with this girl. Like, they're clearly friends. He had a crush on her yeah. forever. And she, like, comes back to his house. And they're sitting, like, I think, like, looking at his dad's old journal. Yeah, and yeah. And then, like, his mom is, like, he marches up to his mom. And is like, ah, dad. And so mom's like, I had to raise you. That was my fucking priority. And then like, at one point, mom, very understandably, is like Harper, the girl. She's like, Harper, Harper, it's time for Harper to go. Harper needs to go. Because they're having a family fight. And Will, the kid, is like, no, no, she stays. It's like. I don't think that's up to you right now. Like, and why are you barking orders at her? And why do you need her to stay during your family fight? Especially since all you're gonna do is storm out of this room and huffily slam your bedroom door yeah. and leave Harper
0: in the kitchen St- with your mom. And which, which was there to me, that was all really funny because it is. I mean, when it who hasn't gone to a friend's house, watched their friend get into a fight with their parent, and then just totally. been left standing in the living room, being yeah. like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> I don't know where to put my hands.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've been the friend on either side of that equation. Man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. yeah. It's it was extremely teenager. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. So Harper, uh Harper who has a working car is the key here. Harper, and so that's why, because like mom has a truck, has an old truck. Old truck does not start. Uh-huh. Mom needs to drive at several states. Harper is like, Well, I've got a working car. And yeah. To Quinn's credit, Quinn is like, absolutely not. You are a child. Yeah. Like, there is one thing I appreciate, because so often in these movies, you can see, like, they forget, with the love interest in particular, they'll, like, forget the love interest is a child and just bring them along as if they're the spouse. Yeah. And like, like, it, it, like Or the, if
1: you're Lake Bell, bring him along as is if he's a roommate.
0: Right. Or yes, or or if they're your child and you're Lake Bell, then yeah. your six year old comes along for field work. But Yeah, your your colleague joins
1: you <laughs> sneaking onto like government surveilled land where guys with guns could shoot at you.
0: It's an important it was an important learning exercise for her colleague. Yeah. For You'll her very it. small esteemed colleague. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, I did love I did love yeah. that like all along the way, Quinn is very clear of like, Harper, you're a child. You yeah. should not be here. Yeah. She, and, but then, like, obviously, she brings her along anyway. And I, I would have loved to have seen that. Like, I, 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 me too. That's, I, there, there are other movies in this movie that I was like, I would also be on board with this. Like, watching yeah. the two of them sit at a shitty motel pool mm-hmm. and like talk about her dad or about her husband's storm chasing. Like, hell Yeah. yeah. I want this. I want this movie about like a mother and then a friend on a road trip to save a son who has run away from home. Sure.
1: And I, I, I enjoyed the moment back at the house when Will has his tantrum, when he's like, you know, I just, I, she's, she's never let me like understand. She, she doesn't understand oh, yeah. my dad. She never let me understand him. And Harper is like, maybe you don't understand her. Yeah. Like, like, have you tried understanding your mom?
0: Yeah. It's like good for Harper. Good yeah, kid. I really Harper was fucking great. I really like Yeah, liked, Harper was great. I I like as so often can happen in these there's there's a version of this where like Harper is essentially I mean, I like her, but is essentially Minka Kelly who just gets cast to like look wide-eyed at things. Yeah. And there's a version of this where like yeah, she's just wide-eyed and doesn't and just thinks he's amazing cuz he looks at the sky. But yeah. like no, she seems No, she's 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 uh-huh. skeptical uh-huh. of things. Yeah. And, like, and, and it's good. It really works. And I, I really liked that aspect of it. And so, yeah, I would have loved to have seen more of Quinn and Harper on the road having a, having misadventures together. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, I did. And, so, and then, of course, so Roy, in the climax, obviously, Roy loses. Roy's like, William, your mother's picking you up. We are staying here. You are not going anywhere. And yeah. then Roy walks away because Roy doesn't have three brain cells to rub together sometimes. No. Leaves them sitting at the table. William, of course, runs off to join Zayn's circus. (laughs) (laughs) And then, fortunately, Quinn immediately shows up and just starts yelling at Roy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, good. Great. Fantastic. Quinn, through this whole movie, like, Anne Haish is giving... She was giving a performance, and it Uh wasn't necessarily the performance this movie needed like I'm not. Sh- there were there were choices that she made, and this I was like, this doesn't feel, like this fits with this movie. Agreed, agreed. But it was a great performance. It, it just was. might not it have been the so, right one. It
1: made me so sad about yeah. Engage. That yeah. was it. Was like, fuck. This is like I'm feeling emotional watching this with with her in these scenes.
0: Yeah, there. I mean, it's it you when you watch her in it again, like she is doing so much more than the part requires. <sighs> uh huh. She is. Yeah. Well, and and doing it effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's, again, that thing of, like, you watch it, and you're just like, man, they just, like, people, maybe they just didn't know what to do with her, but there was so uh-huh. much there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, there is, I, I, she's spectacular in this, in, in the, in a way that she didn't need to be. But and yeah. then also, like, again, it's. There was an anger to her character, which made sense but didn't fit. yeah. and it yeah. felt like that that felt like like Ann.
1: like Anne Hayish brings a sort of like raspy kind of rage to a role sometimes. and it yeah. felt like a very Anne Hayish quality mm-hmm. coming into the part. It's like, okay, this is the actor we have here.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's 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 exactly there was a little bit of that but yeah, I agree. So, I'm glad it wasn't just me because I was like, Am I being too harsh on this? But it no, just feels no, like. no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, there felt something like it wasn't quite the right performance for the part, but it was a great performance. So, I couldn't even be mad because yeah. I was like, She's, it's not as if she's not doing what she needs. She's, she's doing great. She, you know, she delivers, she's giving monologues that she's just captivating in. But agreed. Yeah. And then, even, I mean, look, uh, Alec Baldwin honestly kind of seems like he's having fun.
1: Yeah, like if this just like, if he wants to just like, just keep doing that. Like, yeah. Uh, don't finish Rust. Uh, no. That movie should die and not get made and be done forever. Uh, b- but keep making stuff like this, man. Yeah, like, uh,
0: keep Alec being Baldwin, the paycheck
1: guy that gets the disaster movie made.
0: Yeah, Alec Baldwin as sort of like a shitty, like, Carney is great. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he has yeah. a carnival barker in this movie
0: yeah like his whole like he's running he's the guy who's running these storm ch- he has no storm chasing like he's basically running he bought the name
1: yeah the, the Brody, Brody
0: the Brody family name he bought it because Quinn needed the money yeah he hired Roy so it's It it actually, it reminded me a lot of, and I'm sure it was supposed to, it reminded me a lot in certain ways of the, like, Jonas, he's in it for the money, not for the, not for the science. Yeah,
1: oh, totally, It was taking
0: that thematically through, but, like, (laughs) in, in a smart way, because, yeah, obviously, like, in the Instagram era, the next generation of, of kind of tourism in that area would be, like, storm chasing tours. Like, get out, get close. So, yeah, he becomes this, like, he's this, like, carnival barker. Who essentially is running off of stolen valor? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And yes, and he and he plays it perfectly slimy, pert with a, the right amount of menace. Like credit where credit. This is a perfect use of Alec Baldwin.
1: Yeah, because like like Alec Baldwin, I think has become a like he's there's always been a sliminess about Alec Baldwin. Yeah, like that's like and and it's it's taken on like very like real aspects over the course of his life and career where it's like man. What's your real deal? Like, what's your mm. actual deal, Alec Baldwin? But, like, you go back to, you know, you watch his movies in the 90s. Yeah. And Alec Baldwin is a smarmy, smug. Like, that's what... You watch Malice. Yeah. You even watch, like, you watch The Shadow. And, like, there's a, there is a sliminess to Alec Baldwin that has always been a fundamental part of his career. With that, and it's, like, the combination of The Voice and... The way he comports himself, and 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 he is he's very handsome, and and he was striking as a young man. It 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 makes you it's like that James Spader quality of making yeah. you like really attracted to the shitty guy. Like no one is a hotter shitty guy than James Spader, oh and God. I feel like Alec Baldwin really plays in that sandbox too. So now later in his career, later in his life, to be like the shitty slimy carny guy, that is. A logical progression of the greed is good man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, of a, the,
1: of the coffee is for closers guy.
0: That's, it's, he's, he's, it's an extension of his Glengarry, Glenn Ross role. Like, absolutely. Just this, this guy is just a slimy salesman. Yeah. That and guy it, went
1: bust in the S&P crisis and now he's this guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, it, I, I had a brief moment of fear when we first get to the when when William first got to the um to to Roy's farm, and we hear the gun we hear the gun cock before we see the guy who's holding it, and I was like, "Dear God, please don't let this be Alec Baldwin." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want the dads like. I- in terms of how much of him I want and where I want him, I just was like, please don't let him be the mentor figure. I don't. Yeah, I that would that shoe would not have fit well. No, but fortunately, the movie knew that. And like <laughs> Skeet Ulrich, yeah, sure, he can be the mentor figure. Fine. Alec Baldwin playing the scumbag, perfect, wonderful. I'm glad we're all on the same page here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was it was a good, effective use of Alec Baldwin. I was I was really pleasantly surprised by it. It was, yeah. I mean, watching him just be perpetually annoyed by everything, every choice William made was good. And then watching <laughs> him, him pull, once he realized the value of William, because of course, like, the whole thing, Skeetle Rich's character, Roy, the whole time is like, you don't say who you are. Don't tell him anything. You're right, just my, yeah. You're my nephew. Yeah. Um, and then when Zane abandons William at the gas station and Will yeah. rides out the the tornado inside of a, you know, what's it called? A a phone booth. A phone booth, yeah. Um, And then he ends up on the news, and everyone's like, it's, oh my God, it's Bill Brody's son. And it becomes like, the word's gotten out. And Zayn pivots, because he realizes he's of value to him. Yes. Watching Zayn then just absolutely play him like a fiddle, because a stupid man in his 60s is still smarter than a (laughs) smart teenager. Like yeah. a man in his sixties who's not that bright is still going to be way, way, way smarter and more savvy than a sixteen-year-old, no matter how brilliant he is. It's true. It's especially true. that sixteen-year-old has daddy man. Especially if a sixteen-year-old has daddy issues, like oh, you think that you, you think that you are more complicated than you actually yeah. are. It's like trying to figure out how to work a bop it, and then you realize that you can just remove the batteries. <laughs> yeah. And that's how you outsmart the game. Like that's yeah, that's what Zane does. Um, and and I was like, okay, cool, I'm on, I'm in for this. This is a good use of him. I was glad to, and then, and then choosing to have him die in a tornado. Great, perfect, love it. Thank you. I, I yeah, I, I, you
1: felt like like Zane knew there wasn't anything after that, so that was a just like suicide by twister.
0: Yeah. Well, to be like to be fair, at that point, Zane, you know. It was, I think, supposed to be the moment of self-sacrifice we were supposed to see of like, this is him making his one good choice. But it's like, yeah. also, I wouldn't... So, because they're stuck... Zane has consistently made the poor decision to take his van into off-roading situations when the van doesn't yeah. have four-wheel drive. And so the van keeps getting stuck in mud. And so Zane is... William's like, I'll get out and push. And Zane's like, no, I'll do it. And we're supposed to see that as self-sacrificing. But truly, I would not trust William to do that either. I-
1: Absolutely not. William would get distracted and go walk off into a tornado. Exactly. Yes. So like, I know there are passengers in this van. Ramesh is back here. Yeah. We can't let them, we can't put them in the hands of fucking Will. No. Of like
0: ADHD Will. Yeah. Will who, Will who absolutely like, yeah, Zane stares at that tornado right before he gets sucked up. Will would immediately go out, start pushing it, see a cloud, get distracted, turn around, and just stare at the tornado. Yep, that's while it. While the horn honks. A- yeah. And that's how they die.
1: Yeah, and yeah. he would deserve to get left behind in that moment.
0: Yes, but at least, so So that is, Zane does die by Twister, um, but it's a great tornado death. And again, very reminiscent of Jonas, I think, in that way, yes. too. Yes, yes, I yeah. completely agree. Yeah, it was, again, it was like... One, I did appreciate that this movie very clearly had Twister inspiration. And other than the soundtrack, like, very clearly being Twister stolen. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, there were things, it didn't feel, it wasn't like it was super, he- there, there was nothing named Dorothy, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It's not like, like, same, I,
1: and I can't stand that shit. I can't yeah,
0: stand it. same. Like, when they were, like, being, re- like, the Bill Bill thing was, okay, let's be cute about it, but other than that one moment... This movie at least didn't do a million... E- like, I, f- I fucking hate Easter eggs, man.
1: I Amanda, I hate Easter eggs. And as a horror fan, it's a mm-hmm. real fucking tax. Yeah, I'm like, sure. Like, I can't... Like, I don't notice that... Like, unless, unless it's, like, screaming obvious. I don't even really notice that shit on screen most of the time. Yeah. When I see it, I'm either utterly indifferent to it or I full eye roll. Yeah. Just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like... There And it, it just, and there's such a culture of dick measuring right. around sp- seeing and spotting the Easter. And, like, I guess I'm happy for But, like, the moment it becomes a part of a conversation where it's like, did you see this? I'm like... No. No. I, I, and I don't care. And I, I truly, I don't care that the street that this character lives on is Elm Street. I don't care yeah. that this character's last name is the name of the final girl from fucking Nightmare 3. Like, I don't give a shit. I, I can barely stand it when, like, you're watching a, like watching a horror movie and, like, somebody's watching a horror movie in the background and it's like, I know what that is. It's like, yeah good for you i truly don't fucking like i'm glad you've seen movies we've i'm glad you've seen movies i've seen movies too like there, there's this a part in um us where like a couple people get butchered and you like see a shot of them lying their bodies like lying all askew in a hallway and it's very clearly the bodies arranged in the way that the twins are in the shining and i was like i remember seeing being like okay like cool you 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 fully recreated a shot from another movie to put in your movie great cool like i guess that's one less piece of work you had to do like i i just don't care and i find it to be actually quite irritating
0: yeah i mean i i will when i write stuff throw things in cuz it amuses me or like be like yeah this is something that just like this makes me happy to have this in here there yeah. is a degree to which it becomes just and like again the the bill paxton shout out the fact that the dad's name was bill like that's marginal it's when it becomes the kind of collect them all complete it's like like little like i just i don't care and it doesn't add anything to the movie for me and all it does is like i go oh yeah i recognize that all right
1: like like i was we and me and sam were talking about scream six and Mm -hmm. He's not super hung up on this stuff, but he definitely like like finds more joy in it than I do. And we were we were recording a, an odds pod about Scream Six, and like, he's like, and you know, like they're you know, like I love seeing like they're watching like um, Jason uh, take Jason Eight. In the movie and then like it's like it like the f- first ki- first kill happens like in an alleyway in Manhattan just like like Jason takes Manhattan and and he was like like I'm j- I was just like really trying to not have just like resting bitch face when he was talking about it and he was like I know you don't care about this stuff at all I was like yeah no not at all you're you're very right but I, I so I'm so happy you're happy but he's like yeah I know you don't care about this stuff at all and it's like it's almost hard for me to not be s- a s- total bitch When people start talking about that stuff because I just like I want to I want to expunge it from existence.
0: Yeah. Well, it just it doesn't like I don't get what the value add is except for the shorthand. And I don't think that there is a value to shorthand. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a fan. Yeah. I mean, maybe I could change like there might be a compelling argument for it. I just I think and I think it's also like the culture of Easter eggs that has grown Yes. The yes. fact that it becomes like a necessity is just, it's too much. It's, yeah, it
1: feels like, it, I think that's like because I never used to think about it, but it's become yeah. something that is such like a, well, we're going to build all these things in. That's like, do I have to do homework? That Yeah. Do I have to do homework to watch this movie? Like, what are we doing here? And I say this is somebody who loves Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And he is pastiche. Like, he is, he is like a brilliant version of pastiche, but like his shit is so deep cut, I have no Fucking idea what's going on yeah. at that level so like like having having amber tamblin appear in a movie credited as the daughter of the son of a gunfighter because russ tamblin played the son of a gunfighter in some spaghetti western decades ago I read that after the fact and was like, don't give a shit. Had no idea it was happening at the time. Yeah. And it just like, it's so clearly all for Quentin. It doesn't feel like fan service. It feels like Quentin Tarantino self-service. That right. I'm like, good. Follow your joy, man. These are your films. But I feel like no, no illusion. He doesn't think of as any allusion to any prior art as, as important to anybody else watching as it is to him.
0: Yeah. It's not like, ah, the kids will love this. Yeah, and I do think that's, like, the distinction between an Easter egg and just, like, the nod or the, like, the difference from, from a reference to an homage. Yeah, which is why, like, I don't get super, like, Jordan Peele, that that, that shot from us, like, I remember, because I, Jordan Peele movies are the only horror movies I'll watch, like, except for, obviously, nope, because that had Aliens. But I have seen right. us. I have seen Get Out. Because um, I'm, like, I I can't not, this is a, going to be a cultural conversation I cannot miss. Yeah. Um and yeah, so like that moment in us, I was like, okay, I see what you are doing. Don't hate it. Don't have any feelings about it. But it didn't, right? But like, yeah, I it's it, like the Marvel. It's it's the it's Marvel brain, you know? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's me. And so I was grateful this movie didn't do that. Yeah, um, but also like you can definitely. I mean, it was this did a nice job of being like, I, we're not gonna straight up, you know. At no point did Quinn serve a steak breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, I'm like, that's perfect. That's because that would not have made sense. But that would have been that kind of an Easter egg or like that yeah. one of them would have gotten it at a diner. And it's just like, OK, yeah, we'll see it. But like, yeah, like a recreation of the plate. Yeah. But like oh. I did, you know, having mm. having William ride out the tornado in a gas station did bring me like I was like, Hey, you know what? This is not a bad gas station sequence compared to the Twister one. Like the Twister. Yeah. yeah I was like, OK, I see the. There's like a parallel there, but it also makes sense because, yeah, you're gonna be probably at a gas station if you are yeah, running yeah, around. Yeah, like, yeah, you, know, like, you
1: would you would want to make sure as like in one of like the rules yeah. that Roy lays out for us always make sure you got like at least a half a tank of gas.
0: Yeah. So it was yeah it this this movie was surprisingly measured for what it could have been.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I the the final the. The climax resolved a bit abruptly for me. Yeah. But I did, like, because, like, they're it's, like, the finger of God, gargantuan tornado. Yeah. They're running from it. It becomes nighttime. They end up in a town where people are taking shelter. They can't get to the shelter proper. So, like, they're like, get in the swimming pool. And I thought that was a cool touch. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's not something we get to see very often. So, like, our four main protagonists, like, they dive in the swimming pool to take shelter from the storm, which I would imagine... Has the combination effect of keeping you from getting swept up and also maybe protecting you from debris? I'm
0: going to Google, I'm going to look this up because that was something I didn't even think about beyond like. No. And then when they were in the water, I was like, well, I guess like you wouldn't get hit by
1: things whipping around in the sky. And if things fell in the water, if you submerged yourself yeah. Things like hit water and then they slowly drop down.
0: Yeah. So still. it wouldn't be
1: like things crack Like, unless it was like, as we see in the fight, like their fucking car comes dropping into the water and they all have to like swim out of the way of that. That's what I was going to say. It was like, a great that, shot.
0: It was a great shot. And it was it surprising. Was I was not expecting that. No, I was not, not expecting all. the truck to get thrown in. No, we uh, see it, like they yeah. all
1: dive in the pool and they all like get themselves underwater. So we're seeing them from underwater POV and then like the surface of the water breaks and it's like the fucking truck like coming down toward them. You're like, oh shit. And that yeah. was
0: very cool. It was very good. Yeah, I don't, I'm not seeing a lot of, I and that's not something I've ever heard was hide in a no, pool I'd, in a tornado. No, I hadn't heard that
1: in, I, I feel like all this shit just comes up in all these movies. I've yeah. never heard that.
0: And like in particular, because I, a tornado is still a thunderstorm and you should yeah. not be in water in a thunderstorm. That's a good point. Um, So that's not a great plan because it is basically like getting yourself into basically a big body of thing that can electrocute you. Yeah. Of a conductor. But I also was like, because, you know, look, this was a situation where the tornado was going to come directly over them. Yeah. You can't do a tie yourself to a pole because we've done that. Yeah. So how do you top it?
1: Absolutely. You would just be impaled by a billion pieces of
0: debris. Yeah, so, like, it was one of those things where Was like, you know, we're going to have to have the final sequence. You can't do what Twister did. What do you do instead? Yeah, okay, I'll go with it. I can handle that. I can hold it. Like, obviously, yeah. we, you can't have them in a car because we all know that cars are not safe in a tornado. So, yeah. sure, pool. I'll go with it.
1: It's yeah. not,
0: it apparently is not what you're supposed to do, but for movie <laughs> purposes, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'll and take it did, creativity points. Yeah, yeah, I appreciated that aspect. I did, I, they... We're not going to make it to the shelter for reasons I could not understand because it seemed the (laughs) issue was. I didn't
1: quite get that either.
0: Anne Heche's truck ran out of gas 20 feet from the shelter. (laughs) Yeah. And instead of getting out of the car and running, she sat in the car yelling, we're not going to make it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that was a choice I didn't fully understand why they couldn't get to the shelter. It felt like a little bit of self-sabotage at the very end. A little bit, yeah. I was like, well, we do still have working legs, Anne Heche. Yeah, yeah, come on now, Anne Heche. Like, we can get out of the car and run. But uh, for the purposes of the situation, obviously, like, and then, of course, Harper decides to, like, Quinn and William are not going to make it. Roy and... Roy and Harper are in a car together Roy runs back out Harper has been sent to the shelter Harper of course goes back out mm-hmm. because she's the bravest 16 year old in the world I'm, yeah it doesn't matter how much I like a boy if I'm in a tornado shelter and he is 20 to 30 feet away and his mother is yeah. not driving him to the tornado shelter I'm deciding maybe that's not my person <laughs> I'm like, like, well, maybe decisions are being made. I don't want him to die, but I also am learning some valuable things about his decision, like his and his mother's decision-making practices. That's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, it's not... Like, okay, I'm learning... E- when, when you're in a relationship, you're faced with adversity and you learn about a person. And then yeah. you make decisions based upon their decisions about if you want to stay with them. And he can't run to the tornado shelter because his mom won't drive him there, is for me a decision-making thing that is kind of a, <laughs> is for a no-go. Me. Yeah. You know, that's not for everybody, but for me personally. Yeah, for you, it's like, is this a person I'm spending my life with? No, I want someone who is going to go to the tornado shelter and not expect <laughs> yeah. to be driven to the door. 100%. But, you know, but anyway, so all four of them end up outside. Um, and yeah, it was like, and like you said, a great shot. Like, worth it alone. Yeah. For the fact of like the four of them underwater Like, skydivers holding hands.
1: Yeah, they look like, it was like, look like a skydiver's making a circle as they're, like, falling through the air together. I noticed that. I was like, are they joining hands? Yeah, I guess so that, like, they stayed together in case they got. Yeah, like, keeping
0: each other together underwater. Yeah, and, like, it helps weigh them down, maybe, and then also so that they don't get, like, sucked out. Or if one gets sucked out, they all go. I'm not. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, It's it's a pact. I wasn't, I wasn't clear on why they did it, but it looked really nice. Yeah, it looked really good. Um, but yeah, so obviously they survived the tornado. Um and one would hope that at that point William is like, Well, I've learned about the the perils of storm chasing. Yeah. Maybe I'll learn about how my mom got a full degree and went to school to professionally study storms. Yeah,
1: maybe I'll learn how like my mom was actually the genius and my yeah. dad was just like a guy with gumption.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, like when he's my dad was a genius, she never understood him. And it's like, well, they met because they were both studying tornadoes so yeah like William. no
1: i think I, I think she actually quite specifically understood him yeah
0: no one understood him better which it's is why just... she was with his
1: reckless ass for so long
0: yeah which is why she was on the radio telling <coughs> him to get out of the bear cage yeah but, yeah you know but yeah it was i mean just like on the whole I, what a pleasant surprise of a movie quality film yeah <clears throat> quality film so, Jordan, before we get into what is this really about, I do want to do a quick shout out because Mother's Day is coming up, Father's Day is yeah, on the horizon, oh, which so means right. it's time for you guys to get your parents some gifts. And you know what they it's should get? It's time to get them some gifts. Whether or not they were good parents or bad parents, world's best disaster dad, world's best disaster mom mugs. Hey, it can go because Because Maybe way. your parent is a disaster of a parent. Yeah, it can mean anything. Yeah. And best of all, it's a backhanded compliment. Cause you're getting at them, and it says that. And like, if they ask, "What is this about?" You'd be like, "Well, I love disaster movies, but in truth, in you're truth, saying you you screwed me up, and this is the best gift you're getting because I have to pay for therapy." Yeah, yeah. This is thanks yeah. for thanks for showing
1: me what not to do, Mom and yeah. Dad.
0: Or you know, Valuable. is your is your partner you know a doctor, lady scientist for Mother's yeah. Day, for for Memorial Day weekend, for whatever your <laughs> needs may be, get them a doctor lady scientist shirt a hat if you, <laughs> if you don't think we should kill shelly winters in movies anymore make that clear with your stop killing shelly winters swim trunks you yeah. can get it all at the disaster girl shop that's disaster if Girls. you are a
1: devotee of muja the Ugh. invincible alligator the invincible russian alligator we've got we've got supplies for you
0: yeah we do God, there was one that I was like, I'm going to make it, but it was in the middle of... Part of why we haven't had an episode for two weeks is because I didn't have internet in my new apartment for like 14, 12 days. (laughs) What was the reason? Um, The reason was AT&T has an issue with the wire in the street, which is pretty straightforward, but the actual issue is that not a single service tech read the case notes. So six texts came out in the span of like 11 or 12 days. And every time they were here for like four hours and they didn't fix what they needed to because they had to every single time relearn the issue and then say, well, I can't fix this. I'll have to send someone else out. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um,
1: Thank God you are from here and your parents live nearby.
0: I know. I I mean, I was saying I'm like, you don't. I'm going to lose my job. (laughs) Yeah. Because I have to work. But uh Lovely. All the guys were really nice. They just, none of them read Great. the case notes. And so I felt really uh-huh. bad being like, I'm furious at you. You are a yeah. very nice person. I am furious at you. Yeah, because um, like
1: this one, sometimes, you know, you get you get, you get get workers out and, mm-hmm. and it's like, this is not you. You are subject to the systems of your job. That's one where it's like, nah, you should have read this. Yeah. You should have, you all should have read this.
0: Someone should have along the, like, and it got to the point where I was even like, I started asking them when they showed up, I'd be like, have you read the case notes?
1: Yeah, and they would say
0: no, <laughs> and and the thing that's great because like I work in customer service, and so I was like, do you guys yeah. to have Salesforce? Like, I have a case. Do you want me to open up my case ID for you and show it yeah. to you? Like, I can operate your back end. I'm pretty sure at this. Like, uh, it's you know, once you have one operating system for case notes and stuff like that, it's sure. Like, okay, it's every you know, you can figure it out. I was like, come on, man, I, come I man, will, please, I am begging you. Like, I don't. None of us want you. Like, you don't want to be here. I don't want you here. <laughs> yeah, You please. don't want
1: to be here this long.
0: You don't want to be here this long. You don't want to have to keep coming back. Like, I, it was insane. So anyway, so I had no internet. Um, But someone had come up. With, there was someone made a suggestion for something. And I was like, shit, we got to do. Th- oh, I'm going to come up with a Dante's Peak line. I haven't oh, figured okay. out how to do it yet. Like what I'm going to do yet. But we're doing a Dante's Peak line. Great. So yeah, disastergirls.myshopify.com gang. Go to it, check it out. Uh unrelated to everything, but there is a three-tar night uh with Lydia Tar shirt. Yeah. That um, That's a I have a side haven't, project. That was a side project. I haven't done the math to figure out how many were purchased and everything, but the uh profits from it are going to Sage, which is for um like elderly, uh gay, lesbian LGBTQ community. It's mm-hmm. like a charity for the elderly LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um so that's where... So those are actually like, we don't make any profit from that. It's just the the charity do, charitable donation. Uh, but I haven't figured out because I was like, uh, that requires internet to access yeah, all of sure those does. things. And I don't want to access all of the back end to figure out what I have to donate. And so eventually I'll get that number out there. But yeah, so check it out. my uh, Disastergirls.myshopify.com. There we go. Yeah, that was a, a wandering and meandering ad break, but... <laughs> We got there. Does
1: that or is that what? Are what is this movie movie really really about? about? Yeah, this movie is about daddy issues. Oh yeah, this movie is about daddy issues. This movie is about discovering your parents were people instead of the idea you had of them in your head, whether they are still with us or not. uh, About disabusing yourself of the notion that your your parents were superheroes. That is what this movie is about. One hundred percent.
0: I like that. I mean, mine is you know you big focus like we always do a micro macro kind of thing you and I and yeah. yours is the micro of the characters and for me the macro is this is a movie about toxic masculinity in every form agreed agreed yeah. I mean it's about the toxic masculinity of of thinking that big hands makes you a man yeah like of of what manhood actually is and what fatherhood is supposed to be and what yeah. being an adult man is supposed to look like um it's about the it's like you know how your father could have been a father better father to you kiddo he could have lived yeah yeah
1: it's he also, could have chosen not to die.
0: It's also the 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 toxic masculinity of Zane, who is nothing but a toxic dude. And like yep. also specifically is playing off of the idea of machismo and sort of yeah. like he's got sort of the the wild Bill what the you know, the what am I thinking of? Bill, you know, the who, who ran the the circuses in the in the oh, Annie yeah, Oakley. Yeah, yeah. 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 Know, wild he, Bill Picos? No, Bill something else. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Point is, he's running off of that kind of a vibe. He's got like that cowboy vibe that's very all hat, no cattle, you know? Yeah. And even Roy, who like is played by Skeet Ulrich in a little bit of an emasculated way, like he seems a little bit like this broken.
1: He's dorky seeming.
0: Yeah. And like also seem, but there's something about him that feels like he's been a little bit defeated, obviously like by his best friend dying and then the fact that he had to like sell the guy, his the company and all that. But there's something about him that does seem a little, uh, to use an internet term, a little bit of a cuck. Yeah, yeah. And not in a bad, like, not in a way that doesn't feel, uninten- like, that feels unintentional. It feels very, like, intentional in his performance that he does seem yeah. kind of like this beaten dog. And I think that all of those things are things that play into the idea of the ways that toxic masculinity is, is corrosive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Agree. You know, yeah, and and the way that storm chasing is an extension of that. We have, yes, as we spoke with Aaron Biba when we covered Twister about how storm chasing is actually not is actually quite unpopular among tornado. Yeah, it's scientists. not really
1: science.
0: It's not science. It's not how you need to do your science. It's not. We have other methods to do these things, and so it, all of those aspects. I think this is a movie about how the real tornado is toxic masculinity. Agreed. You know? I think that's totally true. You can have a perfect day, and then all of a sudden, toxic masculinity sweeps in and just upends all your shit. Yeah. Look, I think it's it's we can. I think that it was a big contributor to Bill
1: choosing the path that he did mm-hmm. and dying needlessly. Yeah. By throwing himself in front of a fucking storm. Yeah. I mean, they definitely talk about it. Not, like, not in Bill's head. Was the idea of him that he knew persisted among everyone. Yep. That he then has to
0: live up to. Exactly. Yes. It was, it, 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 it. I totally think that that was part of it. And they, you know, Roy gives this monologue about how like every time you go in, you want to go in a little further and basically kind of makes it sound like when you survive, You get this, you get a little bit like numb to it. And so you, you go a little further every time. And that's what happened to Bill. And it's like, I don't think that's what happened to Bill. No, I don't think that's what happened to Bill. I think Bill is stubborn as shit. Yeah. I think this was these, this wasn't Bill like going back to the idea of good, good anxiety, bad anxiety. I don't think this was Bill like just becoming numb to it or becoming hitting a point where like he didn't have the good anxiety. Bill made choices. Yeah. And Bill was guided. Yeah. I I think you're right by like, what his reputation was and you know there was the extra grad student that day well why do you think that grad student chagged along because it was Bill because it was Bill yeah and so that's yeah toxic masculinity and so I think that just like you you know big picture micro macro once again you and I this is why we have a podcast (laughs) together this is why we're in the drift (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. If you and I were in one of those together, I feel like the Mecca would be like, please shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah, the Jaeger the would Yeager. talk that kaiju off like over a cliff.
0: Yeah, they, like they, we, we wouldn't even be like stomping. We'd be like, hey, kaiju, what's up? Do you want to hear us talk about this <laughs> yeah, disaster yeah. movie for 45 <laughs> minutes? Do you want to come on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I posted the picture the other day that Mari took of us uh, from when we yeah, were doing... The- yeah, where your your hand is out, like, you're making a very, I just love the, I love the fact that, like, it even captured you, the fact that you're, like, your statements are declarative, and yeah. mine tend to be a little bit more of, like, with a shrug, and, like, yeah, it like, was,
1: listen. Yeah, <laughs> It was
0: such a, and I was like, yeah, there's, because you're maybe the only other person I know who I would assume has the same problem I do of, like, there are very few photos where you're not in mid-sentence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Candids of me are not great. No, Because same. I'm. Yeah, candids of me, like, I don't have, like, cute candids. Because mm-hmm. they're all just, like, actual candids. Yeah, because you're in I'm the middle of speaking. my mouth is open in a weird place, like, mm-hmm. and I talk so much with my face and hands that, like, it makes my eyes wink shut. And, like, yep. my cheeks go out. Like, it's, there are not, like, no, if it, if it's a cute candid of me, I knew it was happening and I was keeping my face mellow. Yeah, and you were specifically shutting the fuck up. Yeah. I'm expressing.
0: Right, because otherwise we're talking. Yeah, like that's just yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or like my listening face is very involved. Oh yeah, so that it doesn't too. like look like just like yeah. contentment. It's like just active. It's active all of the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that we're not like my, my 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 listening face is. I look like I'm having the worst day of my life. So yeah. It's- <laughs>
1: yeah. Your, your listening face is a little resting bitch
0: face. Oh, it's extremely resting bitch face. That's yeah, why. that's when, actually true. I hadn't thought about oh, that, extremely. but now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. No, that's why like when my when my old sales manager found out that I was moving into this online position, her response was just straight up, oh, that's going to be so good for you because no one will see your face now. And I was like, <laughs> and everyone I've told that to has been like, what a mean thing. And I was like, no, it's not yes. that she's like, oh, you're ugly. It's that she would see my face when I was listening to right. customers and be like, you look furious. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like a you-got-a-face-for-radio situation. No, it's, it's 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 specifically, oh, good, they won't see you glowering at them anymore. Yeah. 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 So, no, it's, I. It, yes, you and I are, I, I loved that Mari captured us both in our natural state of being in the sentence. Completely agree. Yeah, so, okay, so did you have fantasy casting for this?
1: I will fantasy cast, because this kid was such American Will Poulter to me, yeah. I'm making him Will Poulter. Um, who I love, and I have always loved, and he's always been a hottie, and now people are finally catching up. To that. <laughs> um, now that he looks like a additional Hemsworth, yeah. Um, so Will Poulter will be Will. Uh, I'm gonna make Mom because I just gotta bring her back. Sometimes I'm gonna make Mom Elizabeth Mitchell, my oh, that beloved would work. and wonderful, uh, Elizabeth Mitchell. I think if I ever met her, I would just be so flushed. Oh. I just like the sentimental. Like, there's just, like, there's, like, I have, it's, like, such a crush yeah. and such a, like, Twitter-pated feeling about, Elizabeth, like, I the, the, the butterflies I get about Elizabeth Mitchell, it's, like, I don't feel that way about a single other person. There's just fucking something about Elizabeth Mitchell that I'm just, like, bashful at the thought of it. <laughs> and so Elizabeth Mitchell is going to be mom. And then I think I'm going to make Roy... We're going to go more dirtbag. Okay. And I'm going to make Roy Frank Grillo. We're going to reunite Elizabeth. We're going to reunite the purge election year team of Elizabeth Mitchell and Frank Grillo. And we're going to make him a storm chaser with his fucking hair and like out there in just like combat boots and dickies and a a tight black tee on those muscles. Great. And he's going to be he's going to be like the like a worse companion to Alec Baldwin will stay, cause he's, he's that carnival Barker character. I think very effectively. Um, yeah, that's, those are my, those are the ones that I will change.
0: Okay. I like it. I like that. I, so I'm actually kind of, it's funny cause I'm kind of recasting in a different, so I am keeping, uh, Anne Haish. Okay. We're going with an Earth 2, where if we're remaking this as a prestige film, Anne Haish is still alive. Yeah. Um, want to be on that planet and yeah, so we're keeping Anne Haish. I really liked the kid. I loved Harper. He did a good job. He did I really liked job. him. I loved how like I I, I would have I would probably like a little bit play up the awkward gangliness of him. I would probably yeah. if I were doing this like maybe rewrite it to make him a little less like he seemed very cool and I think there was too much coolness to him given that this um, is like a weird like he had a little bit of a rebel. He did sincerely
1: seem like he could be QB1. Yeah
0: like he was a little too rebel without a cause and a little too, like, comfortable in his own skin. But he was, yeah. he was I really liked him. Um, loved Harper. So keeping them, keeping Anne Haish, Recasting Roy. Skeet Ulrich was fine. But I want Sterling K. Brown in this because I want him to be, like, have more of an emotional core than I think that Roy. That, uh-huh. um, Sterling K. Keep- Brown is all emotional core. Yeah. Like, I think that Sterling K. Brown, as, like, a man who feels like he has failed, who felt like he so deeply failed his friend, that he had to completely cut himself off from the friend and the family and the kid that he who called him Uncle Roy, yeah, yeah, and like, what? Like, I want Sterling K. Brown to approach it with that kind of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think he could be really fun uh, in this. Like, I think he could. We could have some fun with him. And then yeah. I do think Alec Baldwin was, to a large degree, doing a um, not not doing a little bit of a Jeff Bridges. In okay, this. I hear you. So I want Jeff Bridges. Oh, like, that, I want oh, Jeff, Jeff
1: Bridges to be outstanding. Spectacular.
0: Like I think the, Jeff Bridges is the, 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 the like
1: grizzled version of that part. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. He would do the grizzled. He would do the sh- like I think that his switching it on, switching it off for the like I think there would be so, he would be so great at switching it on for his for the people on the tour oh yeah and then all switching charm. it off yeah all, all charm sh- you get the jeff bridges charm in the front seat with the cowboy oh, yeah. hat and then turning around and being like this kid is a fucking it's like having a fucking puppy and yeah, like and like
1: and like then throw it in the
0: true great jeff yeah throwing the true and then like but then also playing up the paternal. once he realizes the advantages of having will along like yeah then you can get jeff bridges as the you know playing it up as the dad kind of like because he yeah. does have that paternalness to him I think we could get a really good performance out of Jeff Bridges in this role. So that is how. I completely agree. If I were making this with, as a big budget, if if Universal was like, look, we're doing Twisters, but then we're also doing Twister 2. Like, yeah. this is all Twister EU now, and uh, we can Twister have. Twister EU. Yeah. So we're doing Twister EU, and not only do we have the separate one with Glenn Powell and one of the British Daisies. Yes. <laughs> yes. But in a addition- British
1: Daisies are like the American Dylans. Yeah. Like Dylan O'Brien, Dylan Minnette, Logan Lerman, they're all Dillons. Yeah. The British Daisies, Daisy Jones. Jones? Daisy, no, wait, Daisy, isn't Daisy Jones. Is it Daisy,
0: Daisy Jones? The Daisy and Where the Crawdads music? Sing. Like, yeah, there's, there's, and then even Felicity. Yeah, Felicity. Jones. Felicity. Oh, yeah. You're she's thinking of Felicity Jones. A she, Felicity's a Daisy. Yeah, she's a Daisy. The British
1: Daisies, the American Dillons. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So like,
1: it's not like all the Hollywood Chrises are Chrises. They're all Chrises, but like, but like, spiritual British Daisy could be a number of could be a number of names, but they're all the British Daisies. The Dillons are the Dillons, regardless of name.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that you also because like I also just the. I keep being like, wait, how is there another Daisy from England who's a brunette? Who's like a wayfish brunette?
1: It's like, it's like there, it's like the, I think the British Georges are the same thing. Yeah. Where there, there's like George McKay, but then there's also Joe Alwyn. And then there was that guy in All Quiet in the Western Front, who I think he might be German, Felix Kammerer. Those are, they're all English Georges. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, Joe Alwyn could totally be a George. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely.
1: There's a category of, of English Georges that are maybe one or two as a George.
0: I have realized he might be my he might be my guy, Nicola Pelts, in the sense that like it turns out I've mm. seen him in things and I just don't realize it because like his face just doesn't process in my brain as a person. Doesn't stick
1: for you. It, it just does. It just like it just No matter st- how many times Brooklyn pelts Beckham, because if you're a wife guy, put your money where your mouth is and take her name. I love that he does. No he's matter such how many times guy. he gets his face ta- her face
0: tattooed on his body. You're not gonna remember it. I'm truly not. And it's not even nope. like a knock on her. I just it's for nope. something about her face just slides out of my brain like eggs on a Teflon pan. Like it just and same with Joe Alwyn. Like every time I I watched Catherine called Birdie. Great, oh, charming, yeah. adorable movie. Yeah, her is really charming. So cute. So cute. Um and Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. They do a great job. <clears throat> Bella Ramsey is a fucking star.
1: Yeah. Like, they're, they're they're a
0: powerhouse. Yeah. And, but I, I got like halfway through it and I was like, wait, when does Joe Alwyn come in? And then I realized I'd been watching him and I was like, yeah, huh, really? That's uh, Tom Hardy. And this isn't a criticism of his quality of work. No, like, it it's really, not. It's just that their fate, like Tom Hardy, same thing for the longest time. I'm wow. Even Tom still Hardy sure.
1: even. That's a, that's, that really emphasizes the depth of your face blindness. The, if something even about Tom, Tom Hardy.
0: Hardy, like something about Tom Hardy's face. I was just like, I, he could walk up, punch me in the face and rob me and I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. I don't know what it Perfect is. Crime. I just the George the
1: the British Georges
0: can yeah. rob Amanda
1: blind. They can't be able to report them. The
0: British daisies could bully me to the point of being on the brink, and I'd be like, I don't know which Daisy it was. I don't know which Daisy. I don't know which Heather this was. No, and it's and again, it's not a criticism of them. It's just truly what it is. Anyway, so yeah, if it, this would be this would be my my sequel to Twister would be Twister yeah. Two. Um, 'Cause and you like I have to assume Anne Hayes that Helen Hunt's not going back for it. And also, like, you know what, it's fine. Anne Hayes could have been Joe in a in a, in a Oh yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, how many so how many Towering Inferno's you given in this one? I'm gonna give this one 3.5. Okay. I'm gonna give it 3.5. It's really solid. It was
1: really surprising throughout. Um the uh, I the boy annoyed me so much. But it's beautiful. It's yeah. a really solid. If you're like, if you're, if you are listen to this podcast because you like disaster movies, this is good material for you. Yeah. Like, this is, this will be time well spent. This is, I feel like you see the money on the screen, whatever money there was. This is a really solid effort. And again, I think exemplary of exactly what I would love to see. Because like, this is from Lionsgate. I would love to see studios actually put modest little sums of money behind to consistently give us like a nice little drip of good looking very like reality rooted disaster movies that would be awesome
0: yeah yeah i i feel like this is a an in the house movie and not an out of the house movie in the sense that like yeah if it's when people ask like what are some disaster movies i should watch if they are disaster movie fans i would add this to the list yes yeah totally. if they if they like a disaster movie if it's like hey i, I love I, you know uh, i've watched all of the main ones like what else should i watch Totally throw this in there. Hey, watch Supercell; it's worth it. Rent it. It's going to be a slow one, but it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I would not. I even like briefly considered tweeting about this, and I was like, I don't know that this is going to survive the larger film ecosystem. Yeah. And so it's like so. I'm giving a three point seven five, but it's a really strong three point seven five.
1: Yeah, it's a, and I'm giving a strong yeah.
0: 3.5 Yeah, I think I'm giving it the three point seven five specifically as a little boost. Versus a three, because it's like a three point five movie, but it's a three point seven five watch. Yeah, you know that distinction. Like it's it's a little bit more to it's like a little bit more fun to watch it than it needs to be than the movie actually deserves. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's I do think that like it would get savaged outside of disaster movie world. Yeah. Yeah, which and like unfairly so, but. It is, yeah, It's if you like a disaster movie, if you want to fill an hour and a half, an hour 45, and you're like, I want something that feels a little spiritually like Twister, but isn't, great yeah. movie. Great choice. Great movie. Yeah. You will, if, if worth the price of admission alone for the for the popcorn moment.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, and, and, the and, popcorn and, moment is, is fucking innovation, man.
0: Yeah, and, and it, that is something that I'm almost like, obviously we spoil a lot on this podcast. That is one of those visuals and one of those moments that, I do kind of like going into it without knowing it's going to happen. I, I want that for people because it's a great yeah. It is like, when it's oh, like, ooh, oh, yeah, look at that! Is like looking for waiting for it because it's not like a, a big moment, but it is truly innovation in disaster cinema. It's a moment that understands the genre. Yes,
1: that's it's a exactly moment it. of
0: disaster movie kind
1: of magic. Yeah.
0: So that's I I agree. I think that we're regretting it. I think we're grading it fairly. Yeah, I think so. So good okay. work, team. Good work to you guys out there. Yeah, yeah. Great, great first effort. Would love to see more disasters from this director. Totally take I, on take on a bunch of get your dad issues into all kinds of shit. Man. I mean, there's there are a few genres better suited for dad issues than disaster movies. Truly, what truly. What is the real disaster yes. if not parents? Yes, <laughs> if not daddy issues. Yeah, mother you know, and mom and daddy issues. Mom and dad issues it's just mother nature well she comes with some issues yeah (laughs) she comes with some issues so next week Jordan speaking of of parents who make poor decisions with their children yeah we've got surface
1: we're back to surface with Dr. Lady Scientist
0: negligent parent Lake Bell yes so we'll be doing episodes 109 and 110 next week Mm -hmm. Uh, so we will return we will see what else unfolds in this madcap race to the end of this series, yeah, wow. And uh, I'm—I I'm, mean, as always, I am stoked for us to see what comes next. I, yeah, I—we are—we're down in the fucking—we're in the abyss now, like
1: right abyss in the sense of the general term, and possibly in the sense of the movie, the fucking abyss starring Who knows? Steve Guttenberg and Mary Mastrantonio. Like we could be in the literal abyss now.
0: A- anything is possible with this show, honestly. Yeah, so it's very exciting. I'm I'm thrilled about that. So that's what we will be doing. I don't think it's on Peacock anymore. I think it's only available for rent. Okay. I think it might have always only been available for rent. I can't recall. Um but yes, it is it is on so you can rent it or if you make the great decision making I make, you can own it both as a DVD and as a fully bought streaming service. Um Yeah, look at all the ways you can have this. I I was like I'm going to get it in every form of media. If I can also get it <laughs> like I will any form of Surface I can get. Do you have a Laserdisc of Surface? Because I'll take that too. Yeah, yeah. I just. That would I, really be
1: the most appropriate as a Laserdisc of Surface, honestly.
0: Uh, yeah, that, it has the vibes. It has yeah. the vibes of, of a Laserdisc show. But it is, yeah. So we're, we're back to Surface next week. And I am thrilled about that. So that'll be next week. But in the meantime, Jordan, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at
1: JorCrew, J O R C R U. You should be listening to the Feeling Scene podcast. Uh, we had We had a mighty back-to-back recently With Catherine Hardwick Talking about Tank Girl Followed by Nidamanzour We are Lady Parts creator amazing Nidamanzour talking about uh, Slums of Beverly Hills Fucking fantastic ladies Great conversations I am so happy both of those things worked out I'm having an absolute blast And then me and Sam are starting to record Ots
0: episodes again So get
1: back in the Ots-Tyrion catalog And listen to some of that Amazing
0: Love this. I mean <clears throat> when I saw that you'd spoken with, with uh the creator of We Are Lady Parts, I was just like what a great which is just such a great show. Such a great show. Such a great show. I didn't realize that, that um Polite Society was also hers and I was psyched for Polite Society and now I'm even mm-hmm. more psyched because it looked really good before, but knowing now that she did Lady Parts, like hell yeah. This means it's, I great. was seeing
1: some kind of like I've seen some feedback about it on like action action ish Twitter being like a little under, a little underwhelmed by it. But here's the thing about it: I, I think that I think that it is a really good sort of. I think it's a really for for people who like action stuff but aren't necessarily action movie fans. I think yeah. it's a good sort of gateway piece. Um, I think the the action in it is intentionally meant to be like very raw and very like accessible to the the novice because Nitta wanted the her actors to be able to do as much in camera as possible as not trained fighters. Yeah, and to have it look like Fights that real people could have. Right. Doing like martial arts, but that looks like if you were mixing it up with somebody, if you, Amanda, were mixing it up with somebody in your living room, it would look like that kind of rowdiness, that kind of just like fucked it up, tossed it around, kind of violence that like a real human like me or you doing wire work would look like. Um, and I think that I I really I really liked it when I was watching it, was having a really nice time. And since then it's really stuck with me and been like no, I really like that movie. That movie's really satisfying. It has such a nice sweetness to it. It feels good. It's a movie that feels good.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I don't think I, I like without. I mean, I'm not an <clears throat> action person, an action movie person. But I also watching the trailers for it and everything wasn't expecting it to be fucking John Wick. Like, yeah, exactly, I would expect exactly with like uh, you know as we often talk about on this podcast of like you have to expect with the movie like the movie is you have to meet the movie on its level. You shouldn't yeah. like you can't. Have an expectation what the movie is going to be, and then be pissed off it didn't meet it.
1: Like, yeah. Likewise, I think
0: that's true. Likewise, it's just sort of. I think that it's kind of like what the expectation. Like if you said if you said to me how intricate do you think the action sequences are going to be, I'd be like, it probably looks like a teenage girl who's been training her whole life to be a stunt person, which means yeah. And it really, I think it really, I think it really does succeed
1: at that. Yeah, I think it really succeeds at that exactly. Sort of what is promised.
0: That's yeah, and like I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect like a fort. I wasn't, I, I wasn't going and expecting like the extraction sequence from *Polite Society*. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, like I'm expecting it to kind of look, yeah, a little. Like it should look a little bit rough around the edges. It should look a little bit like you can see the seams because yeah, it's a teenage girl fighting her sister's future in laws. Like that doesn't yeah. sound like that's gonna be. Fucking crouching tiger, hidden dragon here. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And I, I think it, and it, they, they, just as a fun fact, they talk about, uh, I, I spoke with the, the action designers for the film, the choreographer and the fight coordinator, and they talked about uh, working with the costume department. Oh, cool. To modify like the Indian ceremonial wedding attire. To work with the action seat, like lengthening fabric in certain mm-hmm. places, making like cuts in certain places, so the, like the wire work could be done to really accentuate those traditional garments with the action sequences. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool.
0: I think it's really cool. There was there was one like image I saw that involved the like she was wearing like pants and had like I don't know any of the terms and I apologize because I did not think yeah. we were gonna be talking about this today, so I didn't do any. Work. <laughs> yeah, but like the over kind of so there's like she's wearing pants and then there's like an over skirt kind of component and it's flared out just beautifully fanned out around her. And I Yeah, was just the, like, That's the, gonna the be... action
1: dudes were really happy with, like, yeah. you know, they knew that they were working with people with really, like, beginning level beginning level skill, and they were like, but it was amazing, like, you know, we were concerned about some of the cuts and how this was going to look, but it turned out that because of the clothing in some of these sequences, yeah. it actually, like, kind of
0: did the work for us. That's the thing. It kind of feels like such the clothes sort of are going to do, like, a, a hairography flare. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where Which was,
1: I think... I think, you know, adding in the cultural specificity of, like, the, you know, Indian and Pakistani um, British Indians to, or or British folks, to, like, bringing a story to life about these communities and being able to incorporate the specific clothing Mm -hmm. of, like, ritual and ceremony and giving, like, an honest presentation of those folks while amending those garments to work best with the fight choreography. It's, like, it's a wonderful way of, like, you know, sharing that specificity and sharing that experience with people who might not know what it is Mm -hmm. while also just like allowing it to heighten even the baseline the floor of just like hey action shit is cool and it's fun to watch people beat people up in any language or any culture like those movies are rad so i think it's they i I like that one gets to accentuate the uh, each gets to accentuate the other i think that's a really cool thing
0: that's really cool yeah, it yeah. looks I'm so I'm, yeah so, police society guys get out there knit yeah. a and and again if you're not a, a movie person if you're not going to the movies yet if you aren't feeling safe enough to go to the movies you know what yeah I did what I do or have done when I because like there's only been a couple of movies I've seen in theaters I buy a ticket anyway and I just don't go buy a matinee a, like a weekday matinee ticket you'll get it for like 10 12 bucks and it's like it's an easy way to support the movie even if you're not getting out there to see it so so true just buy the damn ticket. Don't see, yeah, just buy,
1: buy the, the fucking ticket. Like, I,
0: I did that for like Lightyear because I was like, you know what? I, I'm i not going to see Lightyear. I don't want to bother. I think I was like on a road trip at the time. I was on a road trip yeah. at the time. And I was like, I'm not going to go see Lightyear, but I am driving through Utah. So I am going to screw up their numbers a little bit and have be like the only person in Utah see, who bought a <laughs> yeah. ticket to see Lightyear because Great. why not? Support it. You know, it's 10, exactly. 12, 15 bucks. And. You know that's that's worth it to me to keep in theaters alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and keep thank seeing you. the kind of movies. Theaters, I w- thank you
1: for your service. Yeah,
0: and also like specifically to keep seeing the kind of movies I want to see in theaters. Like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not saying do this for like Ant Man three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it for Cocaine Bear. Do it. Do it for Cocaine. Do bear. Do it for sixty five. Do it for Polite Society. Like buy the ticket yes. regardless if you're seeing it or not in theaters. Even if what a wait. Trinity Cocaine Bear. Polite society and, in '65, and you know, honestly,
1: throw "Mamma Mia" in the mix because that Tony Collette joint is a hell of a lot of fun. See,
0: and is very clearly written by gays. Is this see? So just support the movie. Like you don't have to physically support it. In you, you don't need to show up. Support Recur- Monica Bellucci doesn't
1: straddling Tony Collette in an outdoor canopy bed. I mean,
0: I I support that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Support it. I support it. Totally. Yeah, I just I you know, Rick Caruso doesn't need your $5 of parking at the Grove. <laughs> no. But but you can pay the AMC there for the the ticket and then just not show up. <laughs> that's, um, the that's, that's the message. That's the message. That's 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 the that's the message. You don't have to show up, but you should buy the damn ticket. Um and then of course I'm Amanda Smith says on Twitter. Or no, wait, yes. Yes, I'm Amanda Smith says on Twitter. It took me a second cuz so exciting personal news. I'm on Blue Sky. Oh, and you got an invite. I huh? got an invite. And more importantly, because I'm such an early adopter, for the first time in my entire tech career, I am Amanda Smith on Blue Wow. Sky. Yeah. That, you got the handle. I got the handle. I That's got first crazy. name, last name. That has never happened to me in my life. I have a friend who, I have a friend who,
1: she has a, a fairly common name as well. And this is, and she's extremely online. And yeah. her career has been extremely online. And, um... Like online famous at times, and she has never been able to have just her name on a social site. And now on Blue Sky, she's got it.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is, this is a chance for us to start fresh. <laughs> yeah. Because the person who has Amanda Smith on Twitter hasn't used it since twenty like fourteen. The number of people I know who are like, I just wish I could have my
1: no my my domain mm-hmm. on this site because the person who has it literally never posts. Yeah, I don't think I know a person who, like, someone's already taken their name that is an actually active social media user. It's yeah.
0: always people who are just squatting on a name. Yeah, she just, she, the la, her last tweet was about having acid reflux, and as far as I can tell, she never recovered. Well, that's,
1: like. Thoughts and prayers. It's
0: and I, I, I genuinely am like, I just wonder what happened to the other Amanda Smith, who was an early enough adopter that she got her, she got the name, but wasn't so brain broken that she decided that she needed to be on Twitter constantly. Yeah. Like, what a mystery that she is She doesn't to deserve me.
1: No, she doesn't deserve.
0: no, you should be required to post excessively if you yep. have a last name of Smith and you're going to squat on that domain name. Just saying. Yep. Um, anyway, so Amanda Smith says we're disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We are disastergirlspod at gmail.com. Um, we are disastergirls.myshopify.com if you want our merch. And uh, please, if you haven't already, give us a five star rating and review. It's really helpful. Helps, you know, get us out there to more disaster divas. So, you know, do that. Share it with your friends. Share it with your loved ones. You know, the usual. And otherwise, we'll see y'all back next week for Surface. See you for Surface.